Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. I Love You Indirectly by Sapphic Jopper When he picked her up at her door, he forgot how to breathe. Hopper stood in her front entryway with his fists shoved awkwardly into his pockets. Jonathan and Will were seated on the couch a few feet away, their hands fidgeting and eyes darting aimlessly around the living room as commercials ran on the TV. The three of them kept exchanging uncomfortable glances. Hopper thought about making conversation, but decided to take pity on the boys and not put them or himself through that. Here he was, the chief of police, standing in their house, waiting to take their mom out on a date. It was awkward for everyone involved. Then Joyce emerged from her bedroom door in a flash of scarlet and crimson, biting back an eager smile as she approached, and he forgot he was even a person. She was wearing a flowy, knee-length red dress with a subtle pattern and a flattering cinch at the waist. The neckline plunged just far enough to make his mouth water, showing off her cleavage and freckled chest in a way that her everyday, more modest attire never did. Her hair was neatly curled, and she had a touch of lipstick on her plump lips that matched the dress. She was the most beautiful woman he'd ever laid eyes on. He was equally attracted to her in her patched jeans and work shirt, but seeing her dolled up and knowing it was specifically for him invoked emotions in him he wasn't ready to put a label on. He saw Jonathan and Will stand out of the corner of his eye and remembered where he was, shaking himself and offering her a dazed smile. He finally remembered to breathe. Hi, she beamed, big mahogany eyes, timid but hopeful. Hey, he breathed, giving her hands a squeeze. You look, um, wow. Jonathan cleared his throat like a cold splash of water, and Hopper stepped back from her, giving her space to say her goodbyes. You look great, Mom, the eldest boy said, offering her a brief smile and an encouraging nod. Oh, sweetie, thank you. You boys take good care of each other, all right? Remember, there's leftovers in the fridge for you to heat up. We will, Mom. Have fun, Will assured her, giving her a tolerant smile. Hopper met eyes with Jonathan, who was staring at him with uncertainty. He and the boy had always shared a certain level of respect for each other, but he knew watching your single mom dating had to be weird as hell. If this thing between him and Joyce ended up going anywhere, which he hoped to God that it did, he was going to do his best to make this as easy on her kids as possible. He and Jonathan shared a nod, a silent understanding. After she'd finished with her goodbyes, Hopper offered his arm and guided Joyce out of the house and towards his truck, pausing at the passenger's door, hand lingering on the handle, but not opening it just yet. He glanced her over and shook his head in amazement. Jesus Christ, Joyce, you clean up good. He was one lucky bastard. When was the last time? Prom? Senior year? She laughed, cheeks pink. You don't look so bad yourself, Hop, she teased. He pulled out all the stops for her tonight, bought a new pair of jeans, a brand new pattern button-up, since his first one ended up somewhere below Star Court Mall, covered in sweat and blood. Complimented, he hoped, by his trusty tan blazer. He'd even gotten his hair and mustache trimmed at the barber's earlier that day and could still smell hints of aftershave. 
He smiled shyly and ducked his head. Well, the prettiest woman in Hawkins asked me out, had to step up my game. She bit her lip and smiled widely, eyes twinkling up at him as she gave his chest a pat. Come on, before we miss our reservation, I'm starving. He opened the door for her, helping her up into the cab before quickly rounding his blazer and sliding into the driver's side, a bounce in his step. There was a nervous but affectionate energy between them in the car ride over. They kept exchanging timid glances, followed by smiles, warmed with rosy cheeks. Part of him felt like he was back in high school, a giddy teen, taking Joyce Horowitz to prom. If only 18-year-old him could see him now on a date with their dream girl and no Lonnie Byers around to complicate the situation. It almost felt too good to be true. He was going on a date with Joyce Byers. He also couldn't help but feel the weight of this night. Sure, Joyce had agreed to go out with him after the world nearly ended, but everything was resting on this and he couldn't screw it up. This was his chance to show her how good they could be together, after decades of tiptoeing around whatever was between them, and part of him feared he was gonna send her running out the front door of Enzo's by the end of the night. Never to look his way again, he gripped the steering wheel tighter. You're quiet, she murmured, and he glanced over at her and found her leaning up against the passenger door, smiling curiously at him, eyes dazzling in the low light. She was exquisite. He cleared his throat. Sorry, just thinking. Penny for your thoughts? He hesitated, turning the corner into town. I think you'd run off if I told you. She looked around and shrugged. Nowhere to run. I just, I've sort of been dreaming about taking you out since we were kids. He confessed nervously, throat bobbing as he swallowed. So this means a lot to me, Joyce. His fingers drummed anxiously on the steering wheel, half expecting her to open the passenger door and jump out, getting as far away from him as she could. He couldn't look at her, eyes glued to the road in fear, but he saw her bite her lip out of the corner of his eye. She shifted in her seat and reached over, and to his surprise, pried one of his hands off of the steering wheel and brought it to the seat between them with a squeeze, fingers curling through his. Silent reassurance, perhaps unspoken agreement. They sat like that for the rest of the drive her peering out the window in silence, and their hands comfortably interlocked. His heart swelled, and he willed his palm not to sweat. Maybe she wasn't going to run away after all. He pulled them into the restaurant parking lot and insisted she stay put, rounding the truck to open her door with a proud grin. He helped her down, breath catching when she swayed onto her feet and stared up at him, their chests brushing. The urge to kiss her overwhelmed him, but he pushed it aside, forcing himself not to take things too quickly, not to get too bold. He rested a hand on the small of her back and guided her toward the restaurant, where a host greeted them and opened the door, ushering them inside. They were seated immediately, the string quartet swelling in the background as they browsed their menus. He ordered them wine, butchering the pronunciation again, but it was worth it to hear the giggle erupt from her lips that she abruptly tried to cover with her hand. He beamed over at her as the waiter left. Hey, I'm trying my best here, a little out of my element. She grinned affectionately and bit her lip, 
His eyes flickered down to her mouth to watch, and her gaze quickly dipped to her menu before slowly returning to his. Expression coy. Joyce never looked at him like this. It made his stomach dance. He wanted to kiss her, wanted this, whatever this was between them, these unspoken feelings they denied the existence of for far too long that had shifted during their weeks spent together chasing Russians, now dilated in the air and hung heavy and dense and too prominent to ignore. It made his brow sweat and heart sing in his ears. It felt like they were moments away from cessation, and all it would take was one touch, one kiss, one turn of phrase, and everything would change between them. Maybe it already had. "'You keep disappearing on me,' she murmured, tilting her head. He was relieved to find she didn't seem irritated with him, at least. He didn't deserve her patience. He gulped and looked down, brow furrowing. He was going to screw this up if he wasn't careful. Clearing his throat and thinking quickly, he nodded to her. "'Did you make that dress?' She glanced down at herself with a scoff. "'What, this? I'm flattered you think that highly of my sewing skills, but no.' Um, she wrinkled her nose. I'm actually borrowing it from Karen. Karen Wheeler? Yeah, no shit. I don't really go out to places like this very often, you know. I was looking through my closet and realized I didn't have a dress from this decade. So, pulled out the B guns and gave her a call. She was happy to help. Well, it looks like it was made for you, he commented. Eyes flickering down to admire the way, the way it hugged all of her curves usually hidden away below her baggy everyday wear. When his gaze returned to her face, he saw her cheeks flush, matching the color of her dress. She's got good style, what can I say? You, uh, tell her why you needed it? He asked, brows furrowing. Like any man, he was always curious to know what women might be saying about him, especially when one of them was Joyce Byers. Of course. She bit her lip again. She was doing that a lot. She's happy for us. Said, it's about time or something. Joyce chuckled and fidgeted with her napkin holder. Actually, she suggested we double date with her and Ted sometime. His eyes widened and he shifted nervously. She was already bringing up a future date. Maybe he needed to give himself more credit. Yeah, that sounds fun, he murmured, instantly uncomfortable by the idea. She rolled her eyes and shot him a judgmental look. Fun? With Ted Wheeler? That man is drier than the paint on my house, which is quite literally peeling off. Hopper brought his fist to his mouth, choking out a surprised laugh. I was trying to be polite. Well, that's not like you. She smiled playfully. You're right. Let's get out of that one, huh? Sorry, Karen turns out my schedule is really busy for the foreseeable future. They shared a laugh, their feet bumping under the table, but neither of them pulled away. The waiter returned for their orders and poured their wine. They both went with lasagna. He collected their menus and left them with a basket of breadsticks and Hopper grabbed one shoving it into his mouth as he poured a healthy helping of olive oil onto his plate. There was nothing like Enzo's breadsticks. He wondered if the man put some of that MSG in the seasoning to make them addictive. 
Their conversation lulled, but he tried not to panic or think too deeply about her fading smile, her gaze off somewhere in the distance as if she was deep in thought. Was she looking for an escape? He reached for another breadstick, nervously eating his feelings. Hard to believe we made it out of there in one piece, she murmured, breaking the silence. It took him a moment to realize she meant Starcourt and not her house 30 minutes earlier. So that's where she'd been drifting off to. He slowly exhaled, nodding and leaning back in his chair. Thought I was a goner there for a minute. I don't know how I would have coped if you hadn't made it out, she confessed, which made his eyes widen. She shook her head and blew out a shuddery breath as if imagining the gateway machine consuming him like it had everyone else in its vicinity a woman whose heart had already lost one and couldn't bear to lose another he reached across the table and slid his hand over hers squeezing reassuringly hey he said but i did we both did she nodded in agreement, smiling weakly, a certain desperation in her eyes that made him want to collect her in his arms and crush her into a hug until all she knew was peace. She was so strong, maybe the toughest person he knew, but right now she looked fragile, as if mourning the idea of a loss she hadn't experienced, not in this life anyway. He couldn't blame her mind for wandering. He found his waking thoughts when not focused on her, which was often occupied by various traumatic events of the last several years, ever since the Upside Down and all its horrors entered their lives. He was a soldier. He could use learned coping mechanisms from years of experience to lock that trauma away into tiny boxes in his mind, but she wasn't a soldier. She was a single mom just trying to do the best for her kids. This had to be insanely difficult for her to navigate. You know, I... He looked down, considering his words, reticent to say too much and spook her. When I saw you standing there in that control room, hell, I didn't think I was going to make it out of there. But I guess a part of me was content knowing that at least you and the kids would be okay. She tilted her head. I sad and cardinal lips pursed into a pout. Hop. Knowing that you were the last thing I'd see. It felt frightening to voice aloud, but it was sincere, and judging by the way her eyes glossed over with emotion, they had an understanding. If I'd lost you, she inhaled sharply, shaking her head. I can't do that again, Hop. The weight of her words resonated with him and made his chest ache. It was hard for him to believe, to accept, but he was now a person that had meaning to her, someone she cared for, someone that she would have grieved. He hoped that maybe that meant he could also be someone she might come to love. Emboldened, he lift her hand to his mouth and brushed his lips lightly over her knuckles once. Then again, when she didn't seem displeased, planting a kiss there, her skin so delicate and soft, he watched her over the back of her hand, not meaning to stare so intently, but he could feel a shiver run through her body like electricity. He glanced down, watching her wet her lips, and suddenly found himself wanting more from her than he was probably entitled to from a first date. She was so desirable, her lips full and perfectly coordinated to match her dress, and her brown eyes accentuated by a touch of makeup.
lashes heavy as they blinked at him, cheeks rosy and pert. He wanted to take her face in his hands and use his mouth and tongue to convey how he felt. All the things he wasn't ready to say out loud, but he settled for tipping her hand and pressing another kiss, this time to the skin between her index finger and thumb. He felt her shudder. His jeans were suddenly way too tight. Surge of guilt tore through him as he imagined stealing her away to the bathroom like a horny teenager. The waiter appeared next to them with their entrees, and he dropped her hand and closed his throat, both annoyed and grateful for the interruption. A delectable plate of lasagna was set in front of each of them, drawing his attention away from the way her skin felt under his lips. The waiter coated their meals with a generous helping of freshly grated parmesan, and Hopper dug in, groaning happily as the first bite registered against his taste buds. Heaven. He looked up when he heard a moan escape her and slowly smirked, watching as her eyes fluttered shut and a look of euphoria washed over her features. Her state of food-induced bliss was doing nothing to help his unbefitting desire, and he gulped down a sip of wine, hoping it would help him relax. This is amazing, she breathed in disbelief, dabbing her mouth with her napkin. You were right about this place. That does happen once or twice, he teased, leaning over to top off both of their wine glasses. She snorted, what, once or twice a year? Hey, at least once a week. That's pushing it, she shot him a playful grin and took a bite of food, chewing. Every other week? Maybe once a month, but you should just take a page out of my book, since I'm always right. Hard to argue with that, actually. He beamed and nudged her foot with his under the table, watching a flush creep up her cheeks as she gently kicked him back. He liked this flirtatious banter without the sting of jealousy or life or death or stabbing tension between them as they trudged through hundred-degree heat. Well, there was still plenty of tension, but it had shifted the moment she had suggested they go to dinner. An angry, festering, hot pot, ready to boil over, had evolved into a fluttery appetizer of nervous but excited energy, full of promise and possibility, still seasoned with well-timed quips and a heaping spoonful of sarcasm. He wouldn't have it any other way. They enjoyed light conversation around forkfuls of Enzo's incredible lasagna until she pushed her plate away and sat back, resting a hand over her small abdomen with a huff. If I have one more bite, I'm going to be sick. Guess you didn't save room for dessert, huh? Oh, well, that's different. He went to reach for the dessert menu, but she snatched it away playfully, flipping through it and smirking at him over the top. He wet his lips. She was hot when she was flirting with him. He couldn't believe she was flirting with him. Anything sound good? He asked, draining his wine. As amazing as the tiramisu looks, you know. I've always wanted to try gelato to see if it tastes any different than ice cream. He shrugged and nodded. Sounds good. Pick whatever you like. I'll have what you're having. Do you want to take it to go? He raised his brows. I mean, we could walk off our dinner while we eat, she clarified, cheeks coloring. 
He cleared his throat and nodded, sheepish at his presumption. Sounds like a plan. The waiter returned, and she ordered them two orders of gelato to go. He paid up their bill, then was swiftly by her side, pulling out her chair for her and helping her to her feet. She smiled up at him and patted his arm, excusing herself to the ladies' room. He stepped outside the restaurant to wait and let the tepid night air clear his head. Balancing their dishes of gelato and unable to stop smiling to himself, he was starting to feel confident that this night was going, well, really well. The host opened the door and Joyce emerged. Her lipstick touched up, a smile on her face, and the scent of freshly sprayed perfume drifting off of her. He handed her her dish and spoon. They walked towards the streets, enjoying bites of their cool, creamy hazelnut gelato. He watched her, admiring the way the streetlights illuminated her face and set the whites of her eyes aglow. She was truly the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. She sucked the gelato off her spoon, their shoulders bumping. He couldn't take his eyes off of her. So, what's the verdict? About? The gelato, he murmured, nodding to her dish. What do you think? It's good. Doesn't give you brain freeze like ice cream does. Yeah, I heard they store it at a warmer temperature or something, he shrugged. We should, um, come back soon. Try different flavor. He hoped he was being as subtle as he thought he was. I'd like that, she whispered with a shy smile, cheek dimpling as she peered up at him. Tonight has been really nice, Hop. It has, he agreed, tossing his empty dish into a nearby garbage can. She handed him hers, and he threw it away, too. They stood regarding each other uncertainly. Her face ambiguous. He couldn't tell if she was about to suggest they end their night, keep walking, or step into him for a kiss, although that may have been wishful thinking on his part. You got any smokes? she asked, breaking the silence. A fourth option. She was always surprising him. Of course, he smiled, reaching into his chest pocket. His smile faded into a frown when he found it empty. Damn, I think I left them back at the truck. Oh, here, let's stop in Melvald's. Aren't you closed up for the night? Yeah, but I have a key. She reached for his hand, sliding her fingers through his, and pulling him down the block towards the store as she fumbled inside of her purse. He followed with a grin. She procured a set of keys and dropped his hand, unlocking the door and flipping on a light switch that only dimly lit the front half of the empty store. She set down her purse on the counter and picked out a pack of his unfiltered camels, pressing them to his chest. He reached into his back pocket for his wallet, but she shook her head. Nuh-uh, on me, with the condition that you share. He chuckled and covered the hand on his chest with his before accepting the pack with a nod. Deal. She rested her elbows on the counter and leaned back with a smile and a raised brow. There was something magnetic and inviting about her posture that tempted him closer and made his fingers twitch to touch her. He took a step forward against his will. His mind wandered like it had in the restaurant, and he envisioned a scenario that began with his mouth against hers and ended with him bending her over the cash counter they'd talked at dozens of times over the years. 
Bells rang, breaking up his thoughts like a slap to the face, and the front door opened. Local mechanic Mick Carlson stumbled inside with not one ounce of sobriety left in him. Chief, Joycey, he slurred, looking around in confusion. We're closed, Hopper announced, straightening. Aw, Mick laughed. Just need some smokes. Yeah, well, come back tomorrow during business hours, Hopper said firmly, approaching the man and reaching around him to the open door. Say, aren't you looking pretty tonight, sweetheart? Mick slurred, pushing past Hopper and leering at Joyce. Hopper's blood boiled. He grabbed Mick by the collar and pushed him out the door and onto the street. Go home, Mick. Sleep it off. Damn, you're no fun tonight, Chief. What happened to you? Would you rather spend the night down at the station? Hopper snapped. All right, all right, I'm going. He held up both hands and clumsily backed away with a sly grin. Do you need me to call you a ride? Nah, I'll walk, thanks. No more funny business, or I'll have one of my deputies book you for the night, he shouted after him. Hopper glowered, watching Mick stumble down the street until he was confident he wasn't getting into any more trouble, then turned back towards Joyce, who was biting her lip and observing. She almost looked turned on, but that was definitely all in his sick imagination. He had to get a grip. Sorry about that. Man's drinking is starting to get out of control, he explained, shaking his head. I'll have a talk with him tomorrow when he's sobered up long enough to quit being a drunken perv. Joy shouldered her purse and stepped close, staring up at him with her lips parted. You know, Hop, you're kind of hot when you're keeping order, she drawled with a smirk. He didn't mean to choke. She brushed past him and flipped off the lights, holding the door open for him. He stared after her, mouth agape. Coming? Y yeah he finally remembered how to walk and followed her out. Watching as she locked up behind him, he gulped and shifted awkwardly, suddenly very aware that he was starting to get hard. She dropped her keys into her purse and reached for his hand. He took it automatically, staring down at her. Do you want to go back to your truck? she suggested, chewing on her lip, blood beginning to leave his brain. He was no longer capable of hiding his desire for her. He watched her lips intently and wet his own. Sure. She held up the pack of camels he'd left abandoned on the countertop when Mick had stumbled in. Smoke on the way? He reached into his pocket and pulled out his lighter as she opened the pack, producing a cigarette. He took it from her fingers and lit it up, taking a long drag before passing it over to her. They walked back towards Enzo's, and he focused on the cooling night air against his warm skin, willing his body to behave. She thought he was hot? Hopper, she murmured, nudging him. What? He jumped and looked down, flushing. She was holding the cigarette between them, waiting for him to accept. He took it and puffed, trying to ignore the red stain on the tip and the faint taste of her on his tongue. They shared the cigarette in silence until the parking lot. He tossed it and stepped on the butt before approaching his blazer. He rested a hand on her back and escorted her to the passenger side, where she stopped and turned towards him, slumping back against the door, posture inviting again, sensual. His breath hitched. 
He couldn't pretend that this was his imagination any longer. He was a little out of practice, but he wasn't an amateur. Her stance, her expression, the way her eyes darkened and dropped to his lips, laborious rise and fall of her chest as if, in anticipation and adrenaline, breathing had become as difficult for her as it was for him. He swallowed hard and took a step closer. Joyce, he breathed, and it must have been all she needed because she grabbed him by the lapels of his coat and tugged him against her, moving to her tiptoes and craning her neck up to him. He bent his head and brought his mouth close to hers, lips barely brushing, their breath mingling together, anticipatory dance, like the smell of petrichor before the rain. His hand rose to brace against the truck next to her head, her hair feathering his fingertips. He could hear her shuddery breathing, felt it on his mouth and face, and brushed his open lips to hers without fully meeting, their noses touching. His body was on fire, his heart pounding, his chest heaving, the unrest before the storm. Joyce Byers was about to kiss him. The floodgates opened, the storm let loose. He wasn't sure who made the first move because it felt in unison. Their mouths thunderously crashed together and they kissed each other firmly. It wasn't timid or experimental like a first kiss often was. It was tongues and lips and teeth merging with panting breath, a culmination of so many years of silent wanting and sexually charged verbal battles. He pushed her into the door, or maybe she pulled. The entire experience, a blur of equal push and pull, just like the give and take of their everyday life, pushing each other's buttons to see who would break first. Her taste made him dizzy, and he kissed her like he couldn't get enough, her matching his energy every step of the way, and never leave him feeling like he was giving more than he was getting. This was the hottest thing he'd ever fucking done, her tongue sweeping around his mouth and teeth leaving stinging bites against his lip. She was holding nothing back. He wanted to weep. It lasted for a small eternity until they finally drew apart, breaking desperately for air. And he buried his face in her throat, kissing and sucking her overheated skin, altogether forgetting they were in a public parking lot and not really giving a shit anyway. Hopper, she panted, nails digging into his shoulders. He mumbled in agreement and sucked firmly on her flesh, wanting to leave a mark there. Hop, take us somewhere, anywhere, she rasped, chest heaving against his. He groaned and drew back, staring at her in a, in a foggy daze of arousal. Fingers brushing over the fresh bruise on her neck. Despite himself, he grinned. He'd given Joyce Byers a hickey. Now, she insisted, fumbling for the door behind her. His brain finally caught up and he helped her into the vehicle, then hurried around the driver's side and started up the engine, hands trembling. Where? I don't fucking care. Okay. Not even bothering to buckle, he pulled out of the parking lot, tires squealing, and looked around, then abruptly swung into the alley behind the businesses and pulled into the back Melvalds. Parking next to a dumpster, it wasn't exactly a romantic setting, but she didn't seem to be asking for romance. She was already sliding over to him before the keys were out of the ignition. Jesus, Joyce, are you sure about this? 
She nodded rapidly and reached for him, lying back in the seat and tugging him on top of her. He groaned and closed the distance between them, his lips finding hers once again, the truck filling with the wet sounds of their kissing and urgent moans. She tangled a hand in his hair and opened her legs beneath him, propping her knee up and sliding her other hand down to cup his ass, tugging his waist to hers. He gasped, his straining erection finding her radiating warmth through the fabric of their clothing. His hips bucked, and she gasped and let out a breathless laugh, squirming beneath him. She hooked a leg around his waist, and he kissed her hungrily, thrusting his hips several times, the contact making his head spin. She let out a series of quiet whimpers, her head falling back and body arching as she grinded against him, her face lost to ecstasy. Her face lost to ecstasy. He gulped. Was she actually getting off on this? Mouth agape, he kept thrusting and rolling his hips against hers, watching her face intently, addicted to the way she looked. Hop, she whimpered. She grabbed onto his ass and rocked her hips desperately, grinding into him with force as her breathing grew erratic. He panted and gaped, staring in shock as Joyce Byers came against his jeans and called out his name. He'd never seen anything so hot in his life, and he hadn't even touched her yet, let alone gotten her out of that dress, which he would definitely be dry-cleaning for her before it got sent back to Karen. He watched her eyes slowly flutter open, an almost sheepish expression on her flushed face. Wanting to assure her she had absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about, he bent and kissed her hungrily, groaning. So hot, he rasped. That was so fucking hot. She whimpered and reached beneath them, squeezing his cock through his jeans. He jerked into her hand with a gasp. Hopper, she rasped, eyes dark and certain. I need you. He whimpered and kissed her hungrily before drawing back and fumbling down her wet panties. His nostrils flared, instantly overwhelmed by her sweet and unfamiliar scent as it filled the small space of his truck cab. Growling lowly, he pushed her body up the seats and shimmied down between her legs, tossing her panties haphazardly into the back and kissing each thigh as he came to rest beneath the skirt of her dress. Hop! she gasped, squirming and hand-tangling into his hair. What are you? He ignored her. She was the type of woman who always got what she wanted, and he loved that about her. That Joy Spires, petite and small, but oh so fiery, could navigate any situation thrown at her until she found her desired outcome. But right now, his desired outcome was to taste her. She needed it more than he needed anything in the world. He needed to make her come again. Groaning, he pressed his face to her cunt and inhaled deeply, then drew back and slid his tongue up her slippery slit, tasting her, feeling her quiver beneath him. He stroked her folds and slowly slid a thick finger inside of her, moaning at how wet she was and how her walls wrapped and fluttered around him, still an aftershock from her orgasm. He added another finger and relished her moans, pumping them in and out. He bent his head, wrapping his lips around her pulsing clit, and sucked in gentle bursts. Her hips rose off of the seat, and he pushed them back down with a grin, flicking his tongue over her little bud with a hungry noise. He moaned loudly. She tasted better than Enzo's. Jesus, Hopper, she whined, pulling encouragingly at his hair and nails, digging into his shoulder. He hoped she left marks, smirking. He alternated between licks and sucks, 
angling his fingers against that sweet spot inside of her. He felt her gradually grow slicker, tighter, her taste becoming impossibly sweeter, and continued to devour her fingers and tongue moving faster, greedily seeking the treasure of her orgasm. Fuck. I'm so... I'm so close, she panted, rocking against his face. He groaned in agreement and suddenly wrapped his lips around her clit, sucking fiercely. She let out a loud cry, hand leaving his shoulder to grip the ceiling handle, and then she was shuddering and jerking below him and spasming around his fingers as she came and came and came, her cunt so wet and sweet, a flood beneath his mouth. He drank her up and brought her back down, slowly easing off. She was a quivering mess. He wiped his face and mustache with his sleeve and slid back up to her, watching her euphoric face with a leer. You taste so fucking good, he rumbled, bending to kiss her deeply, wanting her to see for herself. Her arms came up to wrap around his neck and she whimpered against his mouth. Want you, she patted, need you inside of me. He groaned in agreement and shifted, reaching for his wallet out of his back pocket and fumbling out a condom. He placed the foil between his teeth, intent on tearing it open. Unable to believe he was about to get lucky with Joyce Byers in his truck be behind Malvalds like they were some randy teens. The radio crackled and his, and his stomach lurched. Dad? Dad? It's 930. Where are you? Shit, he glanced at the truck clock and aggressively smacked the dash with a frustrated grumble, reaching for the radio. L? Dad, are you almost home? Our show comes on soon. Shit, he whispered again, shooting Joyce an apologetic look as he pushed himself into a sitting position. I, uh, can't we catch the rerun this week, kid? I'm kind of busy. You promised. You said we don't break promises anymore. He glanced over at Joyce, who was biting her lip and shooting him an understanding look. What an angel. Maybe she understood, but his straining hard-on certainly did not. He could practically feel his balls turning bluer by the second. Okay, um, yeah, I'll be home soon, he sighed, trying to think straight, long enough to get out a few coherent words. Get the popcorn ready. Okay, do you want butter? Yeah, kid. He chuckled, rubbing his face. Extra. Extra butter, over and out. Over and out. He heard the click of the radio and hung up the receiver, cursing and groaning under his breath. It's okay, Joyce insisted, patting his hand. Easy for her to say she didn't have an unattended erection in her jeans. We should have been paying better attention to the time. I'm sorry, Hop. He sighed and pinched the bridge of his nose, taking slow, steady breaths. The stark interruption was already working to quell his arousal, but it was still painfully uncomfortable. Frustrated, he shoved condom back inside of his wallet, awkwardly readjusted himself in his pants, and started up the truck, jaw clenched. He pulled out of the alley and took off towards Joyce's, trying to think of anything but the way she tasted and smelled or her sexy little moans or the way she crushed his fingers when she came and how that would have felt buried to the hilt inside of her. Are you okay? She asked gently over a few minutes of silence. Getting there, he said with a nod, forcing a smile in her direction, her lips slightly turned upward, 
Her expression was nothing but sympathetic. He wasn't done with her. He tapped his fingers against the wheel, hesitating. The blood still hadn't fully returned to his brain, lowering his inhibitions and impairing his judgment. Do you, uh, do you want to spend the night? He asked, but as soon as the question left his lips, he instantly regretted it, despite the fact that his head had been between her legs minutes earlier, and he'd been seconds away from fucking her behind Mel Valds on a Friday night after their first and only date. It felt too quick. It probably was too quick, all of it. He felt like a bastard for being so presumptuous. Never mind, I'm sorry. That was... Are you sure Elle would be okay with that? She asked, tilting her head. Oh yeah, she'd love to have you over. You kidding? He smiled. You can watch Magnum with us. I just don't want to intrude on father-daughter bonding time, she explained, wrinkling her face sympathetically. You wouldn't be intruding. He rested a hand on her knee and squeezed, keeping it there. She adores you, Joyce, but if you're not comfortable with... Let's do it. Really? She shrugged and smiled. Yeah, can we just swing by my house so I can grab a few things, say goodnight to the boys? Of course, he nodded. God, she... God, she whispered, glancing out the window with a nervous chuckle. What am I going to tell them? He hesitated. You must have spent a night or two away, right? His mind flashed to her weird relationship with Bob, and he scowled to himself, the last of his arousal rapidly fading. She glanced at him shyly and quickly looked away, her lack of an answer, an answer in itself. Huh, he wondered. What a exactly that meant about the state of her and Bob's sex life, but decided against bringing it up and also not wanting to think too deeply about it. Well, you'll think of something. You're better at these conversations than I am. Smiling tightly, he pulled into her driveway, pausing as she'd use a Kleenex to wipe her red lipstick off both of their faces, and exited the truck, hurrying around to open the passenger door for her and helping her out. Without thinking, he followed her up the steps and into the entryway, where he came face to face with Jonathan standing in the kitchen with the fridge door open. He stared at them in surprise. Hopper suddenly felt very out of place. Maybe he should have waited in the car. Hi, baby. Um, Joyce hesitated and glanced at Hopper, then back at her son, cringing uncertainty, uncertainly. There was clearly no easy way to explain this. He really should have waited in the car. Mom? She approached the young man and rested her hands on his upper arms, squeezing and shooting him a nervous smile. I'm gonna be out tonight, okay? Jonathan's face colored, and he cleared his throat, glancing between Hopper and his mom, but not meeting either of their eyes. Oh, okay, yeah. He pulled a carton of out of the fridge and stepped away, reaching into the cupboard for a glass. Are you and Will gonna be all right? We're fine, Mom, really. Um, have fun, he nodded uncomfortably. Thank you. Joyce gave her son a grateful, sympathetic smile and quickly headed down the hall towards her bedroom. Hopper watched as she disappeared inside and flipped on the light, a glow spilling in the dark hallway, followed by the sound of her dresser door opening. Hopper shifted his weight and glanced carefully at the young man, who shoved the milk back into the fridge and took a long sip, eyes on the ceiling. So, you still into photography? Hopper offered, trying to fill the awkward silence and talk about anything with the boy, other than the fact they both very much knew his mom was getting laid tonight.
Jonathan lowered his glass and swallowed, shrugging. Yeah, I... I have been experimenting with film lately, he explained. Oh, like video recording and stuff? Hopper asked, peering at him with genuine interest. Yeah, Bob, he had all this equipment that my mom got after. Jonathan trailed off, probably realizing that maybe Hopper wasn't the right guy to be telling all this to. Hopper chewed on his cheek, then stepped up to him and rested a hand on his shoulder. I'd like to see sometime, he said honestly. The young man stared up at him in surprise and slowly nodded. Yeah, sure, cool. Hopper squeezed his shoulder and released him just as Joyce reappeared with a small tote bag over her arm. Ready? he asked her. She nodded and glanced between the two of them, smiling in surprise. I'll be home tomorrow. Take care of your brother, okay? I will, Mom. And don't stay up too late. I won't. Good night, she kissed his cheek. Night. Hopper nodded to the boy and rested a hand on Joyce's back, guiding her out the door and back to the truck. He took her bag and placed it in the back seat, pausing to pick up her discarded panties and shove them into his back pocket. He slid into the front seat and started his Chevy. You're not going to be late for your show, are you? She asked, frowning apologetically. Nah, we'll get there just in time. He pulled out of her driveway and headed across town. Towards his cabin, driving above the limit, he could do that. He was the chief of police. You and Jonathan get along okay? She asked anxiously, fidgeting next to him. Yeah, yes, actually, I really think so. He bit his lip and glanced over at her. I don't think he liked Bob, she whispered, frowning down at her lap. He lapsed into silence, not sure how to address that statement, or if he even should. He, inst he instead reached over and rested a hand on her leg, keeping it there for the rest of the drive to his place, thumb lazily caressing her bare skin above her knee. He got Joyce's bag out of the back and helped her down from the truck, pausing to press a kiss to her lips, but quickly drew back when the front door opened and Elle's silhouette appeared in the doorway. He chuckled and walked up the porch steps, feeling like a naughty teen caught coming home past curfew. His daughter ran a tight ship. You were almost late, she scolded. Arms crossed, Joyce appeared from behind him, and Eleven's grumpy expression relaxed, evolving into a smile. Hi, sweetie, she smiled and wrapped her arms around the young girl, giving her a hug. Hopper watched with a smile. Joyce is, uh, gonna have a party with us, a sleepover, he explained to Elle, guiding both of his girls inside. He inhaled deeply, the smell of freshly popped popcorn filling his nostrils. A sleepover, Elle agreed excitedly, setting, settling down on the couch and drawing her blanket up around her. Joyce stood awkwardly in the living room, glancing around. She looked self-conscious. Sorry that I'm kind of crashing your night with your dad. Don't be sorry. This is more fun, Eleven said with a firm nod, patting the couch next to her. Joyce beamed and sat, kicking off her heels. You look pretty. Joyce melted. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. She wrapped her arm around the girl and kissed her hair. Can you show me makeup? Eleven asked, gesturing towards Joyce's eyes. Hopper let out a warning groan. Not until you're older. Much older. Joyce smirked and shot him a look. 
Oh, it's starting, Eleven shouted, snuggling up to Joyce and pointing to the TV as the Magnum P.I. theme song came on. Hopper stood next to his recliner and watched them with an adoring smile, then slid off his shoes, hung up his blazer, and kicked back with his bowl of popcorn, fondly paying more attention to Joyce and Elle than the actual TV. Eleven was cozied up to Joyce's side until about 20 minutes into the program, when her head ended up in Joyce's lap with her legs sprawled out over the length of the couch, dangling off the end. Joyce lazily caressed her hair, a content expression on both of their faces. One of the characters cracked a joke, and he watched as, as the two of them laughed, his chest flooding with warmth and affection. He set his popcorn aside and returned his attention to them with a happy sigh. Joyce met his eyes and bit her lip, offering him an almost shy smile that made his heart swell even more, her head resting against the back of the couch as she stroked Elle's hair. They held each other's gaze for several long moments. Isn't it funny? Elle asked, breaking up their moment with a giggle and lifting her head towards Joyce. Joyce smiled down at her and nodded, and Elle returned her attention back to the TV, her eyes slowly growing heavy. Hopper's inside soared with adoration at Joyce's calming, motherly presence, something he realized Elle had been missing. He did his best to raise her, protect her, teach her, but there were certain things that he couldn't offer her. Perhaps having Joyce around more would. He drew in a shaky breath and imagined a little fantasy of their two families blended and living together. He silently ached for it. The end credits rolled and Eleven's eyes were half closed, Joyce's fingers working magic against her scalp. Hopper smiled and sat up, clearing his throat. Elle and Joyce both looked at him, then at each other, and let out a mutual giggle. He frowned, missing the joke. What? Elle sat up and whispered something in Joyce's ears, and the two girls shot him a conspiratorial look. Followed by a string of melodious laughter, he wrinkled his brow and shrugged. Gonna let your old man in on the joke? Joyce smirked and bit her lip, wrapping her arms around Elle and placing her head atop the young girl's head. It's between the two of us, girls only, the older woman explained. Elle shot him a smug look and Joyce winked. He let out a sigh through an exasperated smile and shook his head. I think it's time to get ready for bed, kid. She sighed and pouted at him. Five more minutes. Joyce also pouted, arms still snugly around her. Yeah, five more minutes. He glanced between the two of them with a frown. You two teaming up against me now? Elle giggled and pressed her face into Joyce's chest, and Joyce shot him a smirk, shrugging. You told her we're having a party. You get to stay up late for parties. Isn't that how it works? He groaned, but slowly nodded. Fine, but you better be washing up for bed by 11.15. Is that clear? This might be a party, but we aren't lawless around here. Elle rolled her eyes, but nodded. He shot Joyce a pointed look and raised a brow. She snorted but nodded too. He relaxed back into his seat and turned on the news. Elle looked up at Joyce. Did you two have a good date? Yeah, we did. Joyce smiled down at her, then over at Hopper, eyes twinkling. What did you eat? The young girl asked. Well, we started with wine and breadsticks, then we had lasagna, and then some gelato, Joyce recalled. Hopper smirked to himself, since that wasn't all he'd eaten. What's gelato? 
It's kind of like ice cream, she explained. Oh, El frowned, but different? A little, I guess. It's not quite as cold, and the flavors aren't really the same. What flavor did you get? Hazelnut. Hazelnut. I've never had that before. Well, your dad will have to take you to get some soon. Joyce gave her a squeeze. I want you to take me, Elle said with a hopeful smile. Sure, we can have a girl's day soon. Get some gelato, maybe go shopping. Joyce glanced up at Hopper, if that's okay with your dad, of course. Elle turned to him with big, expectant eyes. As long as you girls don't get into any trouble, he teased. Oh, Joyce smirked down at Elle and winked. We're very well behaved. We'd never get into any trouble. Wouldn't want your dad to get mad, would we? Elle giggled and, Elle giggled and bit her lip. He might start yelling. Oh no, not the yelling. Yeah, he gets loud. I've seen it, Joyce agreed with a knowing nod. Not a pretty sight. I do not yell, he insisted, scoffing. Joyce and Elle looked at each other and erupted into laughter again. Sure, Joyce agreed with a playful expression. Suddenly feeling a little outnumbered here, he mumbled, crossing his arms. Oh no, he's getting grumpy, Elle murmured to Joyce. Mr. Grumpy. Hopper shot them both a look. All right, all right, that's enough out of you two. He stood and stretched, flipping off the TV and heading into the kitchen to retrieve two wine glasses. He opened the cupboard, which immediately shut in his face, a fit of giggles behind him in the living room. Very funny, ha ha, he sniggered, glancing over his shoulder. Joyce and Elle were watching him with amusement. He shook his head and opened the cupboard again, Grow Groaning as it slammed shut a second time, growling, he rushed over to the couch and bent over a wide-eyed Eleven, tickling her side until she was a shaking, kicking ball of laughter. Hopper, Joyce chuckled, swatting him away. Swatting him away. He shot her a look. You're next if you're not careful. Joyce bit her lip hard and fell silent. Okay, young lady, he growled. Scooping up Elle and tossing her over his shoulder, she shrieked. He deposited her in front of the bathroom and pointed to the sink. Brush your teeth and wash your face, not asking this time. Rolling her eyes like the teenager she was, she pulled the curtain shut telepathically, and Hopper moved back into the kitchen, pouring a generous splash of wine for himself and Joyce. He brought her a glass and set it in her palm, bending to press a kiss to her lips. She hummed against his mouth and accepted the glass, but gently urged him away before he could deepen things. Tilting her head in the direction of the bathroom, he nodded and settled back down in his recliner and nursed his wine, gaze on Joyce the entire time they waited, their eyes locked over rims of glasses in a silent but eager promise of what was to come, tension thick enough to slice through engulfing them whole. Elle emerged from the bathroom. I'm done! Say goodnight to Joyce, he instructed, nodding. She bent down and wrapped her arms around Joyce's neck, sighing. Good night. Good night, sweetie, Joyce hummed, kissing her cheek. Elle drew back and teasingly walked right past him. Oof. He set his wine aside and grabbed her by the waist, tugging her down for a bear hug with a growl. You wouldn't forget about your old man, would you? Good night, Dad. 
Good night, kiddo. Sleep tight. Elle headed into her room, opening and closing the door with a gesture of her hand. He glanced over at Joyce and cleared his throat, a hint of awkwardness overcoming him at the newness and unfamiliarity of all of this. He caught her staring and she glanced down shyly, swirling her wine around in her glass, then slowly looked back up at him. The look in her eye made his stomach lurch pleasantly. He drained his wine, and she did too, but before he could get up to offer her more, she was on her feet approaching him. She took his glass and set it aside, then slid down onto his lap, recliner bobbing, and looped an arm around his neck. He swallowed hard, arms naturally coming up to, to wrap around her. Hey, he breathed, slowly smiling up at her. She smiled too and languidly stretched out on top of him, propping herself up on her elbow and bringing her fingers up to dance along his chest. Her hair fell and framed her face, the ants brushing his shoulder and filling his nose with the scent of strawberries and cigarette smoke. He watched her adoringly. How heavy of a sleeper is she? Joyce whispered, caressing his chest. He hesitated and winced. She wakes up pretty easily. Joyce nodded. Gotcha. There was disappointment in her voice. Sighing, she bent and nuzzled his cheek, then kissed the corner of his mouth, her hair falling around his face. We'll just have to be quiet, he murmured, a hand coming to the rest hand coming to rest on her back and one tangling in her hair. He urged her head up and kissed her slowly, moanly moaning softly against her lips. Her weight felt amazing. His body stirred, reminding him of his lack of closure earlier. The door creaked open and Joyce's head shot up. He peered over his shoulder and swallowed thickly. Elle was standing in the doorway, eyeing them, expression unsure. You're supposed to be in bed, Hopper grumbled. I forgot to get a glass of water, she explained, slowly stepping out of her room and glancing between the two of them. Are you two kissing? She asked with a mild disgust. He glanced up at Joyce, whose cheeks turned pink, and rubbed a hand over his face with a groan. Yes, Elle, he sighed. I didn't know you knew how to kiss people, Elle said, frowning at him. It was his turn to flush. Okay, that's enough. Get your water and get back into bed before Mr. Grumpy comes back, he insisted, shooting her a stern look. She rolled her eyes and quickly moved into the kitchen, turned on the faucet, filled her glass out of the tap, then slowly padded back over to her doorway, pausing to look at them again. What is it? He sighed, closing his eyes and waiting for a metaphorical ball to drop. Should I leave the door open three inches? His eye shot open and he watched Joy scrunch her face in confusion. No, close your door all the way, for the love of God. But kissing, yeah, that rule is only for kids. Why? Eleven, he said, tone warning, go to bed. But why don't you and Joyce need three inches like me and Mike? He groaned, tomorrow, good night, kid. Elle looked unconvinced. See you in the morning, Joyce called out as she closed her door all the way reluctantly. Joyce frowned down at Hopper and shrugged. Three inches? It's my rule for her and Mike, so I can keep an eye on them while they're kissing. He rolled his eyes with a groan. But, Joyce whispered, browsing it, 
She doesn't know why adults need privacy. He rapidly shut his eyes and rubbed his face. He was not having this conversation right now. Hop. Joyce, can we, can we just go to bed? He quietly pleaded, slowly opening a single eye and regretting it with the judgmental look she was casting upon him. He gave her a squeeze. Please? She pursed her lips and slid off of him, expression disapproving. He sighed, sitting up and raising the lever of his recliner, his legs lowering to the ground. Joyce. You didn't have the talk with her? She whispered loudly with a scowl, hands on her hips. No, okay? No, I didn't. Shit got kind of busy before I had the chance to. You know, the whole part where the Russians had a secret base of operations here in Hawkins, and you dragged me around half the town because of your magnets? Oh, Hop. Joyce sighed and closed her eyes, shaking her head. You're an idiot, you know that? He watched as she picked up her bag, wondering for a second if she was leaving, but she headed for the bathroom and drew the curtain closed with a glare. He huffed and took their wine glasses into the sink, rinsing them out and setting them to dry, then stalked into the bedroom and tugged off his clothes, tossing them into the corner on the floor and slipping a t-shirt over his head. He listened to her finish in the bathroom, hovering in the living room in wait. She emerged, casting him, she emerged, casting him another disapproving look before making her way into his bedroom. He sighed and washed up, silently wondering if he was ever going to get to have sex, then joined her and tugged the curtain closed, swallowing hard when he found her sprawled out on one side of the bed in nothing but one of his Haw Hawkins police t-shirts, her red dress hanging up on the curtain rod. She was quite literally all legs. He stood there, admiring her, forgetting how to speak. She quirked a brow at him. He shook himself and moved to the bed, noting with amusement that his crumpled-up pile of clothes previously on the floor were now neatly folded on his dresser top. He settled down on the mattress, eyes running up and down her a couple of times, then slid over, pressing his mouth to her throat. She swatted him away with a hand on his chest and sat up. He drew back with a sigh. What? You gotta talk to her tomorrow, okay? If we're gonna be, you know. She's gonna need to understand why we need our privacy. Jesus, Joyce, I'll talk to her. Promise? I promise. He forced a smile, everything inside of him dreading that awkward conversation. He hadn't put it off this long for no reason. She seemed to be satisfied by his answer, however, because she laid back and looped her arms around his neck, drawing his face down to hers. He groaned and kissed her eagerly, hands sliding up and down her side until it dipped under the hem of her shirt and snaked upwards. Dancing along her bare skin, he felt her shiver and smiled into her lips, feathering his fingertips upwards until they traced the bottom of her breast. They both moaned. Smiling up at her for permission, he slowly inched the shirt up her abdomen, wetting his lips as he exposed the creamy, freckled expanse of her taut stomach, then reverently slid the shirt over the swells of her breasts, gasping at their surprisingly full, arousing curves as they bounced free of the fabric, revealing rosy nipples. He groaned and weighed her in his hands, thumbs circling over her nipples as they hardened. Her head fell back and her body arched into his touch, and he lowered his head to draw 
one into his mouth, sucking. She moaned loudly, and he shushed her. Switching to her other breast, she let out another loud moan, and he sat back, raising his brows. We have to be quiet, he reminded her lowly, running his thumb over her lips. She nodded, sheepish she nodded sheepishly and kissed his thumb. Sorry. A smile spread across his face as she urged him onto his back. He happily fell back and wet his lips, smiling up at her as she pulled the t-shirt over her head and dropped it over the edge of the bed, then moved to straddle him, completely naked. He let out a quiet moan and weighed her breasts in his hands again, squeezing, before his hands roamed her sides and stomach. She urged his shirt over his head, and he half sat so he could get it off of him, letting it fall somewhere next to her discarded shirt. She lowered her head and kissed him slowly, her hair framing his face, the pace a contrast, but not an unpleasant one, to their hasty and desperate encounter in his truck. She drew back and smiled down at him, pressing her hot core down against his arousal, which strained insistently from inside his briefs. Condom, she whispered. Finally. He nodded eagerly and fumbled a hand over to his nightstand, opening the drawer and pulling out a line of foil packets. He tore one off and put the rest back, shoving the drawer shut. She lifted her hips and pulled his briefs down, moaning in surprise when his cock sprung free. He watched her face, finding her appreciative stare flattering. He bobbed in the air, and she wrapped her hand around him, giving him a slow stroke, eyes flickering up to his. He gasped and bucked into her hand, ripping open the foil packet, slowly rolling it over his straining erection. He watched excitedly as she moved astride his lap and lifted her hips, grasping him by his base and positioning him at her entrance. Slowly adjusting as she went, she sank onto him with a loud gasp. He bit back the sound he wanted to make, head falling back and eyes slamming shut, her fluttering tight and slippery depths around him the most amazing thing he'd ever experienced. Fuck, he whispered, breath coming faster. She lowered all the way down until he filled her and their bodies were flush, then leaned forward and braced herself against his chest, bending to kiss him. His arms came up and wrapped around her, crushing her to him. Their mouths moved together, and she began a slow but steady rise and fall with her hips. Hopper, she breathed against his mouth, panting quietly. He rocked up to meet her, careful to keep his movements gentle enough to not cause too much unnecessary sound. The bed creaked slightly under them, but he disregarded it. Some noise was unavoidable, and there wasn't enough blood in his brain for him to care as much anymore. She moaned and sat back up, flipping her hair to one side as she started to move with a bit more urgency. God, she looked and felt amazing, around his cock so tight and wet, a perfect fit. He closed his eyes and tried to pace himself. It had been way too long since he'd gotten laid, and this wasn't just any woman of Hawkins he'd pick up at the bar. It, this was Joy Spires. That thought alone was enough to make him explode, but he focused on his breathing and heart rate, desperate not to let this end too soon.
His hands found her hips and he opened his eyes, watching her move over him, feeling equal parts desire and adoration. She was so perfect, her breasts bouncing and swaying, the muscles in her stomach clenching as she lifted and lowered herself over and over. He wet his lips as she bit back a breathy gasp, her head falling back and neck craning. Smiling, he slid a hand down between them and circled her clit, feeling it twitch against his fingers. He, in turn, twitched inside of her. She let out two loud whimpers and he reached up with his free hand to gently cover her mouth, panting as she picked up her pace, clearly intent on her own orgasm. He swallowed hard and rubbed her faster, eyes burning into her face as she started to climb towards her peak. Her movements grew clumsy and desperate and then she found it, toppling over the edge in a blissful display that left him impossibly hard in sight of her. Watching her come on top of him as she crushed his cock was the hottest thing he'd ever witnessed, and he tightened his hand over her mouth because she was growing increasingly loud, lost in her own throes of ecstasy. Joyce, he warned quietly. She seemed to come back to him, her eyes fluttering open. She urged his hand away and lowered herself for another kiss, hips grinding down against him with a steady, fast pace. He choked against her mouth, lying back and letting her fuck him. Oh, baby, you're gonna make me come, he rasped, nodding encouragingly and gripping her tight. She straightened and leaned back, grasping his thighs for leverage, she locked eyes with him and started riding him hard and fast, the bed creaking in protest. He probably should have stopped her, but his reason and judgment abruptly fell away, lost the sea of pleasure coursing through his body as he neared the point of no return, as Joyce Byers rode him with wild abandon. Her moans echoed in the small room, God, she was loud. He sat and clamped his hand over her mouth as he quickly joined her at his much-needed precipice. He released her mouth and grabbed her ass with enough strength to bruise, stilling her as his belly coiled, and he came with a garbled choke into her shoulder. Lost ecstasy, hips bucking, he fell back against the mattress, chest heaving. She moaned and lowered her body flush against his, head to his chest. They breathed together, minds and bodies floating until they slowly returned to shore. He rubbed her back languidly, a stupid smile on his face. You're so fucking loud, he chuckled quietly, kissing her hair. Sorry, she giggled into his chest. Do you think we woke her? Nah, I don't hear anything. She tosses and turn when, turns when she's awake. Okay, good. She kissed his chest, fingers tangling into his hair there. They breathed together for a while longer, but he groaned in protest when she slid off of him, his flaccid covered cock falling to his stomach. He carefully peeled off the condom, tied it off, and tossed and tossed it into a nearby wastebasket. The mattress dipped. Where are you going? he grumbled. To clean up, I'll be right back. She bent and retrieved the stolen t-shirt off his floor slipping it over her head and quietly padding to the bathroom. He heard the sound of running water and laid there boneless, staring at the ceiling and smiling like an idiot. She returned a few minutes later with a warm washcloth, which she tenderly used to clean his sticky cock. He melted, smiling shyly up at her. She crawled into bed beside him, pulling a blanket over them. With a contented sigh, she snuggled up to his side, her arm draped over his chest. He rubbed her back and listened as her breathing slowed, smiling when she finally dropped off and succumbed to sleep. He felt like the luckiest bastard alive. The low light of dawn 
illuminated the room, the sounds of birds stirring him from his slumber. He slowly opened his eyes, tiredly beaming when he found her yet in his arms, the memories of the previous night flooding him like a dream that somehow, to his dismay, very real. He bent and kissed her hair, then gently slid out from the bed, pulled on his briefs, and headed to the bathroom to brush his teeth. After he paused in the kitchen to drink some water, checked on Elle, then made his way back then made his way back to the bedroom with a glass of water for Joyce. She was still sound asleep, brows knit and eyes fluttering as she dreamt. So he set the glass on the nightstand for her. He lowered a kiss to her temple and quietly dressed, not wanting to wake her by getting back into bed and too full of giddy energy to sleep in. He went about his morning routine, starting up the coffee and puttering around the kitchen. A door creaked open and he paused, glancing up as Elle emerged. Rubbing her eyes, he beamed and lifted a finger to his lips, gesturing towards his room where Joyce was yet sleeping. Elle glanced over her shoulder, then back at him, and nodded in understanding. He stepped up to her and gave her a hug, stroking her back and kissing her hair. Morning, kiddo, he whispered. She made a noise of agreement and pulled back, yawning and stretching. Ready for breakfast or not yet? Ready, she murmured. He nodded and hesitated, then pulled a box of egos out of the freezer and grinned, waggling his brows. She gasped, eyes widening, and began to nod em emphatically. He popped the frozen waffles into the toaster while Elle set the table. Adding a third place for Joyce, he smiled and bit his lip, pouring himself a cup of coffee and Elle a glass of milk. Then set out the butter, syrup, and even whipped cream. They were celebrating today. Once the egos were done toasting, he carried the steaming plate over to the table and settled down across from her, dishing them both up. Elle doused her waffles with more syrup than was healthy, but he bit back a comment, deciding to let her have this. He squirted whipped cream onto his finger and brushed it over her nose. She gasped and bit back a quiet giggle, swatting him away and wiping her face with a napkin. Despite his protests, she was growing up and he wasn't going to be able to get away with little moments for much longer. She ate in silence, but her smile slowly faded until he found her staring at him quizzically, like she often did when a question was burning its way into her mind. What's up? What are happy screams? He frowned and took a bite of his waffle. What? Happy screams. Max mentioned them. I think they're to do with the S-word. The S-word? He chuckled and shook his head. She leaned forward, face stoic. Sex. He choked, spitting out some of his waffle into his napkin and staring at her with wide eyes. You know about that? You know about that kid? His face was burning hotter than the sun. Only what I read in Cosmopolitan. In what? Max's magazine, I have a lot of questions. She sighed and sat back in her seat, lips pursed. He stared at her, mouth ajar, and contemplated what kind of emergency he could fabricate to get out of this damn conversation. So, Elle asked him skeptically. So, so what? Happy screams. Elle? Joyce did happy screams, didn't she? He groaned and pressed his face into his hand, shaking his head. This was punishment for something. He wasn't sure what, but it was definitely punishment. 
Did you and Joyce do the S-word? He slowly looked up at her, wanting nothing more than the floor to open up and swallow him whole. He sighed and rubbed his face, slumping back into his seat. Yeah, I guess we did. And that's what happy screams are? It's, well, it's really more complicated than that, he mumbled, gripping the edge of the table and shooting her a slightly horrified look. Word of the day? What word? He groaned. Happy screams. That's two words, and that's not actually... Sex, word of the day. He felt the blood drain from his face, but slowly nodded. Okay, okay, fine. Word of the day. What is sex? Drawing in a breath and blowing it out, he closed his eyes and shook his head, unable to believe this was actually happening, all color draining from his face. He slowly answered, when two people, adults, he added firmly, love each other very much, they want to be closer to each other, so they kiss, and sometimes they have sex, he attempted. Mike and I kiss. Yes, much to my chagrin, you do, but you don't have sex, right? Can we? No, absolutely not. Why not? Because, because you're not old enough. He was gonna lose it. So, you and Joyce, you love each other very much? He colored and tapped his foot anxiously on the ground. What? You said when two adults love each other very much. Yeah, yeah, I know what I said. He grumbled and clenched his fists, still waiting for the ground to swallow him up. I suppose we do. And sex makes happy screams? Sometimes, he sighed. But El, this is all, it's private, okay? You understand private. You don't just talk about this with anyone. Okay, private. She nodded. I still have questions. He blew out another breath and sat, attempting to calmly explain to her the birds and the bees in a way that didn't traumatize her or make her run off and try it for herself, but also gave her enough information to work with. He willed the universe for a single damn interruption, but one never came. Finally, satisfied with her lesson, Elle excused herself from the table and went to get dressed for the day. He groaned and cleaned up the breakfast table, then popped a couple more Eggos into the toaster and brought the waffles and cup of coffee to the bedroom, slowly drawing back the sheet. He found Joyce lying on her side, a look of amusement over her face. He stopped and stared in surprise. You're awake. Yep. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Look, I tried my best. Hopper, you did pretty good. She chuckled. I mean, you missed a few things, but all things considered. He sat her, her plate and coffee on the nightstand and fell on his back onto the bed, legs dangling over the side as he stared defeatedly up at the ceiling. You could have saved me, you know. She grinned and rested a hand on his chest, sliding up next to him. Why would I do that? She needed to learn. He groaned and stared at her, mentally and emotionally exhausted. I hated every second of that.
I know it's not the most fun conversation to have, she agreed, smiling sympathetically, but it's important. I'm going to write down a few more things that you should probably talk to her about, okay? She bent and kissed his temple, caressing his chest in lazy circles. Such as, he shrugged helplessly. Well, menstruation, masturbation, using protection, STDs, orgasms. His face turned white. All right, all right, I get the picture. She smirked and continued caressing his chest, falling silent and watching him. He saw her throat dip as she swallowed. His lips parted like she was about to speak. What? he murmured. She slid onto her side next to him and propped herself up on her elbow, staring down at him with twinkling eyes. We love each other very much? He felt the color drain from his face once again, intensed, staring at her with wide eyes. What? That's what you told Elle. She shrugged and raised her brows, awaiting his answer, a playful expression on her face. Joyce, he sat up and stared down at her in horror, panic setting in. I, I was just trying to, I needed to put it into terms she would understand. It wasn't, I don't, I mean. She chuckled and sat up too, resting a hand to his chest. Calm down, Hop, it's okay. He relaxed some. So we don't love each other very much? He choked and opened and closed his mouth four times before giving up, a squeak leaving his lips instead. Not sure what else to do, he jumped to his feet and stood helplessly next to the bed, peering down at her with panic-stricken wide eyes, arms awkwardly dangling at his sides. Joyce. Hopper, she whispered with a grin, moving her knees on the mattress and running her hands up and down his arms with an amused smile. I'm just teasing. I just know it's way too soon for this stuff, and I, I wouldn't want to put any pressure on you, and... But you said it. Indirectly. Still counts, she smirked. Does it? He croaked, gulping. Hmm? She settled down against the headboard and reached for her coffee, taking a sip, eyes twinkling at him as she watched him over the rim of the steaming cup. He stood there, arms awkwardly dangling at his sides. He slowly approached her and knelt down and knelt down beside the bed, bringing a hand up to cup her cheek, thumb rubbing in circles. I'm sorry, it's not how you were supposed to hear that. She bit her lip and leaned into his touch, eyes fluttering shut. I already knew it, Hop. He flushed, still. She turned and kissed his palm, then set her coffee aside and laid back, gently urging him on top of her. He chuckled nervously and crawled over her, kissing her slowly. She moaned beneath him. Are you guys kissing again? El called out, tone bordering on disgust. Joyce chuckled against his lips and sighed. We'll be out in a minute, Hopper called, smiling down at her and stroking her hair out of her face. Sorry, he mouthed, expression apologetic. She bit her lip and nodded. We'll have to, uh, plan a night soon without any kids, she offered hopefully. That sounds incredible. Then you can be as loud as you want. He bent and kissed her one more time with a grin before straightening and nudging the plate of waffles towards her. Eat your breakfast. I'm going to go see what Elle wants to do today. She smiled and sat back against the headboard, drawing her knees up and reaching for her plate. Hop? 
Yeah? He asked, pausing in the doorway. She smirked and took a bite of her ego. I indirectly love you too. He swayed and held onto the doorframe. The wind temporarily knocked out of him until his gape grew into a grin, shock replaced by affection and relief. He glanced at the floor with a breathless chuckle, then back up at her, feeling overwhelmed. He paused, knocking his fist against the wall. Do you, uh, want to go out again tonight? A second date so soon, she teased. He snorted. I like that, she murmured, smiling warmly at him. Good, good. Despite the sex and the, con and the confessions, he felt shy standing before her. A teenage kid again, asking Joyce Byers out, all tongue-tied and awkward. He bit his lip and nodded towards the other room. I should, uh, go. Exiting the bedroom, he smiled to himself and shook his head in disbelief. Elle asked him for money to go to the mall with Max, and he reached into the back pocket of his jeans, face coloring when he encountered intimate apparel he'd stuffed inside from the night before, Joyce's panties. He awkwardly shuffled to the other pocket and handed Elle a $20 bill. She thanked him and bolted into his bedroom. He followed and stood in the doorway with a smile and watched as Elle crawled into bed with Joyce, snug snuggling up to her with a grin. Joyce, Elle asked, beaming proudly. Hmm. Joyce stroked her hair and smiled warmly down at her. Do you want to learn about my word of the day? Joyce paused, mouth falling open and eyes widening. She glanced up at Hopper over the girl's head, eyes slightly asking him for assistance. Hopper smirked, about to deliver Joyce some delicious payback. I'm gonna go do the dishes. Have fun, girls. He smugly stepped out of the bedroom with a grin, and just like she had done to him, left her to fend for herself as she got an uncomfortable sex ed lesson from his teenage daughter. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>